Hello guys, welcome back to Gym YA. This is Hannah. This is Ingrid. And I'm Rachel. Today we're going to be discussing the second half of Graceling. This is our third podcast and we're going to jump into that second half today. Let's get started. All right, so we're going to start out talking about the um, two main characters. And the evolution of Katza and Poe's relationship. Which is exciting right at this point, so yeah, Ooh, excited la la. to jump into that. <laughs> well, we didn't really get into that last little scene that we ended on last time. Um, we had so many thing, other things to talk about. We didn't really talk about how Katza and Poe's relationship really took a, uh, a different kind of physical turn there um, and what all that means for the rest of the book. Yeah. Well, it's funny to me that she's so resistant to um, commitment, but she's still kind she's of She's like willing. the most loyal person in the entire book. And she still wants the same connection that other people have. She just doesn't want to tie herself down to someone. I think she feels that marriage is sort of like a prison. Um, she sees all like the these other you know noble ladies and what they have to do when they get married and they ha- like they're responsible for bearing children and keeping house and she knows that's not her and yeah. so she just refuses to get married even to Poe. Well, and Poe has given her a much chiller option, which thinking about his culture, like I don't feel like that's something that they commonly do. So that was interesting to me. I think that's also not something that Katz's culture does. I mean, they come from two very different uh, kingdoms. I mean, I don't, I don't think either of them are really, you know, up to the whole friends with benefits thing yet. I think this is sort of set in a very, um, not old-fashioned, but like... More conservative time? Yeah, conservative time period. What we think of as conservative. I think Poe's, uh, I think Poe's culture, the, the Linen culture is even more... Um, conservative than the others yes. because of um, at one point she is looking at those tattoos on his arms and he reveals that their their upper arms aren't usually revealed they don't usually have that kind of um, that kind of thing out there in the open except for with their which is also weird for a man because I feel like it, in our culture at least men can show everything men and are totally okay. exactly yep. so it's weird that. Um, in his culture, that it's like arms. private. Yeah. But then again, it just, it's just Show a different culture. <laughs> but yeah, look at that shoulder, and she couldn't resist them. So. Yeah, and I think it's kind of interesting that they, but they, that they, even though it's not something that's out in the open for public, you know, viewing, they still have something under the clothing that is especially for, you know, besides the physical attributes naturally occurring there. Um, yeah. They have these tattoos that are specifically for their, like, for their future spouse. Yeah. Well, I, it made me wonder if they all have, like, different types of tattoos, like, how that's chosen. and I figure they do because it seems like in the Lion culture, everything's very unique person to person. I mean, yeah. he talks about how his mother has, like, 19 different rings for all of her different familiar relations and how every single one is special to yeah. that person. Which is neat, a neat reminder. That would be a neat thing to have as a reminder of all the different people that you're connected with. Yeah, it's like we have the, um, the card decals with all the little children on and the dog <laughs> and the cat, but yeah. they have rings. I'd like yeah. their version better. Yeah. I think I'd rather have a ring for every it's single family member. <laughs> it's a little yeah. more personal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like a family photo almost that you carry around with you. Right. Because the car decals are tacky. Yeah, because of course they're tacky. We can all like agree that they are tacky, and they're very impersonal. They're they just, are like, a thick because figure. I saw one, and it was like working on a family. So it was like the guy humping the girl, and I was just like, I don't <laughs> want to see that. I don't Intense. think that would really roll in this fantasy kingdom. <laughs> um, even even though we see, do see a very like. Uh, very modern type of relationship here. I don't think that would really roll even no. for them. So um, they they still seem pretty private about their their affairs, even though yeah they do have this kind of relationship. They have a little more class than that about how they're <laughs> displaying things. Yeah, so. I mean they are alone in a forest at this time, so I think they're kind like can kind of they're being risky. Yeah, they're being they're definitely being a little risky and risque. Well, yeah. and they've, um, yeah. they've been fighting and like trapped together in the. I mean, they're traveling all alone together, you know. So they're, like, yeah. be dress humping? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Just saying? Do you think that they would have been thrown? If they, had, okay, if they had never left Randa City and they had never left, do you think that this would have happened? No, I don't. You don't think so? No, because they wouldn't have had that time to, like, bond. I think Poe would have wanted to do it, but Katza <laughs> wouldn't have let him. I think that they still would have. Me personally, because but however, I think it would have been a lot. They would have had to keep it under wraps because I think Randa would have tried to use Poe as another means of control over Katza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's totally something that could have happened. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I, I agree. Think that I agree. I think it would have taken longer because Katza would have foreseen that. Mm-hmm. She she definitely doesn't want any other re- like way of someone yeah. else to control her. Well, also yeah. now she's freed from that, so she can do what she wants to do more instead of. Having yeah. to think about how uh, he's Randa or how he's gonna respond. It's kind of like an act of rebellion. Like she's fi- it's kind of um, like reminiscent of someone who's been raised in a very strict household, and they, as soon as they get out, sometimes they go wild and crazy. <laughs> I kind of see it as a timid animal warming up to its human. Like I know that's so horrible. <laughs> I think that fits Katza though. I think I, I like that description because it really fits Katza. Because that's her with every in every relationship that we right, see. Right. Like timid, but because in every example we've talked about, it's always Poe coming to her. That and, is true. And in in this scene, we see her like, hey, yeah, I'm warming up to you. Well, and she's making all the moves at first. Well, even then, it is Poe who gives her that that yeah. alternative because she didn't even like she didn't even really consider being his lover until he said, "We don't there there doesn't have to be any strings attached." And I think that kind of really like makes her think because I don't think she'd really um, considered it until he, you know, yeah, put forth that option. Well, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. But I just want. But at, later on, we see how strong the bond is with the whole rings and all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like these their relationships are very much like able to like you can give everything literally away to a person easily, simply. You know, like at least in lineage. Yeah, that's what I mean with him. So him being so willing to let her be still free is really it is kind of reminiscent of his yeah. culture. I think. Yeah. Um, well, I thought it was kind of atypical. It was sort of like a considering his culture is sort of a weird, like a surprising thing that he decided that he cared enough about her 
that he was willing to be with her however he could instead of, like, forcing her into the box of what he wanted. Yeah, that's smart. He wouldn't have got her any other way. That's true. So, I mean... He lured her in. So we go from... <laughs> we, we have this encounter where they do have intercourse. We can go ahead and say that they have sex. And... Make love. They become lovers. <laughs> and they're, from there, the relationship morphs even more because as we see, like, as, after all the action happens... Um, we see the relationship go from something that was kind of carefree to something that has a lot more urgency to it mm-hmm. because of they have to depart from each other for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, leading up to that, it was really surprising how much she started to lean on him for things. Like, mm-hmm. leading up to the scene where we get, where we meet Lek and run into him, he, she's already getting, like, kind of worried about the situation, it seems yes. like. And then he's just like, I've got gotcha. you. Which, to me, was surprising that she kind of didn't argue against that. I also noticed that she was... She's getting to be more okay with him, like, being in her mind. Like, mm-hmm. they play that little game where she would just randomly, like, get his attention and... Uh, before, before, when she freaks out about him, you know, being able to hear her thoughts, you would never think that she'd ever be okay with it. Yeah. But now she's totally okay with just saying his name or talking to to him with her thoughts. Yeah. And that's just a crazy thing for her to give that kind of trust to someone. And so you kind of get the sense of how close they have become. Yeah. Which I didn't expect to happen so quickly thought that was a hilarious scene where she like screams out his name in her head <laughs> and he almost falls off his horse <laughs> that that was great that was that awesome was... it, it kind of shows how comfortable she's getting yeah. like, not only is she can she talk to him with her mind she feels comfortable enough to almost get his horse to fall over with, like <laughs> how surprised he is yeah so they're definitely becoming not just lovers but like really good friends like mm-hmm. they're very comfortable with each other she's getting the kind of relationship um, like she's getting from as familiar with him as she's with Raffin, uh huh. And which she's been she's known Raffin for years and years and years. So it's, it is kind of surprising how quickly it happened. I kind of felt like she started to trust him, which I haven't. I don't think you see with her do with anyone else. Even Raffin. I mean, you see it with Raffin, I guess. But it's not more. But she's never in a position where she has to rely on Raffin physically. Yeah. Because yeah. Raffin's always making his potions. He, she relies on his medical knowledge and yeah. his planning skills and his advice. Mm-hmm. But she he, she and Raffin are never in a situation where she has to rely on his ability to protect her. Yeah. Or rely on his ability to I don't know, interact with her in a physical setting. Uh-huh. With her and Raffin, it was more intellectual. Yes. Well, and we learn what her grace is in this portion of the book. Finally. Was it surprising to y'all? I, yes, I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought that, I kind of, I questioned if her grace was actually, um, whatever. Just fighting? Just fighting, because it, she seemed to be able to do so many things. Right. Mm -hmm. And also, just, they all assumed that just from that one portion at the beginning when she reacts to that guy kind of attacking her in a little bit of a sexual way. But... I, so I wondered if there was going to be something else, but... Yeah. Can I go ahead and say it? Yes. So for those of you who haven't read, Katz's official grace is survival. 
which is kind of um like ideal like what else would you want <laughs> exactly <laughs> that covers it's everything like the I feel like grace. I mean, <laughs> right I mean not quite everything but everything that has I mean she she can make herself wake up at certain times and she can go for long periods of time without sleep or eating or and she can handle like different like warmth and too much heat and coldness and she's a lot of endurance she can keep going for days right. which is why she has a habit of running her horses into the ground and exhausting her companions right. yeah mm-hmm. and which makes sense because at the very beginning we see um all in getting you know mm-hmm. getting on to her saying okay we need to pace ourselves you can't run the horses into the ground which really would it like really wouldn't make sense if mm-hmm. yeah. grace had just been, been fighting, fighting and yeah. killing yeah. So it kind of puts everything into perspective, I feel. Yeah. Well, I also, I don't know, I take issue with it a little bit because I feel like Keshore was sort of stretching it, having her be able to be so good at fighting when it was survival because she isn't always trying to survive when she's hurting people for Rand. I feel like she had practice to do that, though. Yeah. So maybe I feel like it was kind of her survival. Because if her uncle, if she had said no to her uncle, then... So maybe that was part, that's how it kind of incorporated in. She Mm -hmm. had to kind of mold herself to people's expectations in order to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Poe seems to be getting more sensitive with his grace, which was interesting. Oh, definitely. Because at some point he, he sees a rabbit, or like he... He mm-hmm. aims blindly into a bush, and Katza looks at him kind of funny, and he comes out with, I, th- I think it's a rabbit, and she's like, how did you know that it was there? And he said, I don't, I don't know, I just I felt it there. <laughs> it's like, we think he's a mind reader, but then it starts to be like, he's just reading everything, like sensing everything instead, mm-hmm. maybe? I don't know. And it's definitely becoming stronger, which is interesting because, I mean, Katza has, ha- has practiced her grace through, I mean, for, for years, but it's kind of odd that it's only now that Poe's grace is kind of taking shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? Well, I thought it had a lot to do with his purpose now and how he is... Um, he's searching? He's Yeah, he's searching for his grandfather's, I guess, kidnapper. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that gives him... I mean, which we don't know too much about his history, so I don't know. Maybe he had that before, but I feel like it gives him so much purpose. Well, I think it's maybe because he's actually allowed to use his grace now because in the little bit of history that we do have of Poe, he's always saying about how his grandfather and his mother never allow him to use his grace at home mm-hmm. because um, we his mother doesn't want his brothers and his father taking advantage of that. And Lyndon yeah. seems like a pretty small place. It is an island, so it would be kind right. of there would be a lot of pressure to not reveal it. And also, yeah. he has been training with Katza. Mm-hmm. I mean, before he trained as, as a hand fighter, and he was naturally gifted with that, but he was only against his brothers. Yeah. Right. He wasn't going mm-hmm. against, like, the best killer in the kingdom. He wasn't practicing different, way, like, different ways of incapacitating someone um, that really challenged his grace and his, sense, and his senses. And I think it does have a lot to do with, like, he does have a purpose now. Like, he's searching for, some, for someone um, so I feel like his grace is like kind of extended at all times, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to sense as much as possible. Well, and I th- think his um, relationship with Katza and the fact that he can be so open with her and so, like what you said, of her um, kind of letting him in. Mm-hmm. She that's also like now he can be free to reach out to her and use the senses that he has. I think um, just as 
it's helped her figure out what her grace is. I think she's also helping him figure out more about his as well. Okay, so it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. They're, it's not really one-sided like we would, I mean, if Kat, if Katza and Gideon had gotten together, which never would have happened, it would have been completely one-sided. Yeah. Right. One person expecting something of another that was implausible, right? Yeah. But with Poe and Katza, we see this kind of relationship where they both let each other be how they want to be and encourage each other. Like, Katza encourages Poe to become a better fighter than he ever was um, on Lynyrd and to use his grace after she gets over all the rest of it. Um, she encourages him to use his grace in order to help them with their mission, and he encourages yeah. her just to be herself, whereas she was very guarded around people before because she could just feel all their eyes on her, and it made her very frustrated. Like, when yeah. she initially jumps into that fountain and, like, rips the pins out of her hair and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. and throws her shoes, which was, I don't know, that was such a, a tantrum moment yeah. there. And I don't see the cats of like these chapters throwing that kind of hissy fit because she's yeah. a lot freer. She seems to have, she seems to have grown up a lot just yeah. in these last part. Like I feel like making her own decisions now apart from um, Randa has really now she feels that control over her own life and she can do make those decisions better. I feel like yeah, Randa was definitely keep her keeping her from maturing properly. I mean, you can't really grow as a person when you're forced to kill people and hurt people and not yeah. ever have any kind oh, of agency sure. of your own. Which and that constant regret of knowing, like, you hurt someone that you didn't have any... Any affiliation with. Exactly. Just, I'm sure that would tear you apart a lot. Yeah. It would inhibit you from really, like, growing as a person, having any kind of, like, dynamic... And also having... A reputation as a killer when you don't even know yourself. Well, you can't really get to know people when your <laughs> reputation is a killer. All she, the only people who really want to talk to her are Helda and Raffin and Randa when he wants to make her do things, and Giddon when he wants to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but but this is like the first time that she actually gets to, like, to know a person. Yeah. Right. All on her own. She gets to have that relationship separate from all of the crazy stuff she's had in her past. Yeah, because all of her other relationships really are contingent on Randa, because yeah. Raffin can't escape Randa because he's his father. All and Giddon are both, like, are... Well, Giddon is a lord, so he can't really be friends with her after yeah. she leaves because, I mean, his his kingdom is Raffin, or is uh, is Randa's. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. all is the king's spy, spy master. He can't reveal himself. So, like, mm-hmm. as soon as she leaves, she has no real friends. Like, yeah, she lost mm-hmm. everyone yeah. all at one time. Yeah. But Poe. But she also got to make that choice instead of Being these are the people, yeah. Which was I thought was really sweet that she chose Poe kind of over her kingdom. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not even I don't really see it as choosing Poe. It's like she chose herself. She yeah. chose to remain. She chose to that. be like become the person that she wants to become. The the person that Poe did encourage her to become mm-hmm. because Poe always said like you have the choice. You don't have to be an animal. You don't have to use yeah. violence. And so she chose to be the person that she thought she couldn't because she always assumed that she was just an animal and a killer. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. We definitely um, kind of see that she's not a killer outside of, you know, necessity. Yeah. After mm-hmm. she leaves. We don't really see her being as violent. We really don't. I mean, they barely even practice. Like, they practice fighting some, but they don't really mm-hmm. feel the need to get out the kind of frustration that yeah. they had under Randa. 
Well, and with Bitter Blue, she's you see much more of a nurturing side than I ever expected. Which is really odd because she never <laughs> right. wanted children, right? But right. She's really good at it. Like she keeps that kid alive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's pretty awesome kind yeah. of like the the yeah. measures she takes sure. and the sacrifices she makes to protect this little kid. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, if y'all read the book, you know we meet Bitter Blue. The little girl. And we very briefly meet Ashton before she goes face first. And that's Lex's wife, correct? That is Lex's wife, the mm-hmm. queen of Monsi, um, the aunt of Poe. Okay. That she, whole is the ki- she is the king of Lyonid's sister. Okay. And Bitterblue is Lex and, Lec and Ashton's daughter and Poe's cousin. Okay. So... That's the family tree for you. <laughs> In case you were wondering. <laughs> it was, well, before we get to Bitter Blue, what about Lek shooting down his wife? Was anyone, okay, that I was, was so surprised. I feel like everything before this was semi, I don't know, predictable, and then suddenly... They're, like they're just walking along, they get in, they get into this meadow, and there's this woman running, and then she dies. I was like, oh, got him! First, you have no idea what's happening because you're like, who is this random person getting right? chased down and dying? Yeah. Like we had no kind of exposition here. Like, I was totally shocked. I was just reading along, very like in my cozy slippers, like just relaxing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm like, hold on, hold on, I gotta go back. Like, read the scene okay, over. Let me just rewind like, a little. Like, just got shot down. Like, oh, my God. It freaked me out. I didn't even know how to respond. I had my suspicions about Lek when Poe had his suspicions about Lek. But you never yeah. really know until you're in that scene. Right. Like, oh, my goodness. So I thought maybe it was just a random peasant woman that he was going to hurt and mm-hmm. then act like, oh, I'm going to help her afterwards. She's an injured peasant woman in the forest. I'm going to take her to my clinic. I think, like, one of the most surprising things about it was because, like, we'd gotten these very detailed plans from Cats and Poe. Okay, we're going to sneak into the city, and you're going to listen to me, and I'm going to talk to people. And then, before they even get to the city, really, <laughs> yes. you see, it happens. All of it happens at once. You see this beloved king kill his own wife. Which and I thought like, was really interesting because he doesn't have one of his men kill her. He personally... Takes yes. a bow and shoots her in the back and like a deer. I thought this was the most interesting scene because it is the most um, action-filled scene we have in this book so far. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because all the other action-filled, for those of you listening, I'm doing air quotes, um, <laughs> filled scenes we have so far, it's all talk. It it's really like, is. Or, like, inner monologues or it's reactions. It's just like, I'm going to yeah. do this, but no. Like, and his men are riding horses, and then, boop, his wife's dead. Yeah. It was, just, it was shocking to me. Like, this book so far has been very... I guess I just got lulled into, like, okay, this it's going to be... This is personal growth time. Yeah. This is how these people are changing inside. Exactly. And then suddenly you see this very physical representation of power with this king shooting his queen and you're like it's like that's that's what a dysfunctional relationship looks like okay i think it's a bit more than dysfunctional i think that's that's i don't know that's that's like calling pompeii like a little blip (laughs) like whoops this thing exploded it was it was crazy can we talk about lex character now like what after that scene like this this stop after that scene 
what he does. Because he doesn't just shoot his wife and just kind of look around, dust his hands off, and say, okay, I'm done. He immediately backtracks and covers his, his ass. He's like, oh, my poor wife, what an accident. And Katza is immediately lulled into that, which I thought was so almost funny and ironic because they'd made so many plans about how Katza was going to listen to Poe, and immediately she can't help it. And the fact that his guards right there with him are gullible and... And they're, like, wailing for the dead queen. Oh, what an accident. I just think the power of his grace is astounding. And it's just like, you just witnessed him killing her. Like, no! Well, that right there is a grace. We think that Katza has the awesomest, like, most, I don't know, most representative of a grace that everyone would need. But then you see Lek, and you're like, oh, Katza's grace is... crazy. It's so teeny. Well, also, he's just so, like, he doesn't seem to have any type of feelings about it. Like, you never, he doesn't blink. He's like, oh, I just murdered my wife. And, like, he seems to almost be enjoying it. And then he's... Well, I mean, if you talk about Katz as a product of her upbringing, imagine what a small child from the very beginning who can influence other people's oh, yeah. minds and make them do what they want. I mean, kids are very very selfish. Like Until you teach them morals, they're like, I want that. They'll push another kid. Imagine a yeah. kid who can literally make grown adults give them a kingdom, because that's what happens. We learn that because in the very beginning, Poe is telling the story about how Let came into power, and he was like adopted by the king and queen, and then they randomly die a week later. He was given this kingdom because of his yeah. grace. He was he became king because of his grace. Even Katza couldn't do that with hers. He's never had Unless to. she killed everyone, which he probably could. <laughs> I'm not sure if she would become a queen for very long, but <laughs> yeah. it, would, it could happen, I guess. That's, uh, he, he's awful. He's like... Just a disgusting he's, character. I he's not like, one of those hero. Like, he's not one of those villains that you ha- like has a backstory that you can feel like, oh, you know. But why he's would okay. you kill your parents if you can just manipulate them? But see, that well, shows they, something about him too. That he he the manipulation. The power isn't enough. He wants all of it, well, everything, and he wants to kill his wife. He wants to see her run away while he kills her. You know, like that is a whole nother level <laughs> of just evil. Yeah, I feel like. He could have manipulated his adoptive parents, but he still wouldn't have had, like, the kind of power. And I think, honestly, he just wanted to be king. He wasn't content. He's never content, obviously. He wants more. And, honestly, he would have been... He would have probably just kept on going as he was if he wouldn't have kept trying to get more and more power. Yeah. And, honestly, if if it weren't for Katza, he would have kept on. He probably would have taken over all of the kingdoms eventually. Yeah. Cause, because sure. can you imagine if he had been allowed to just keep going? That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> or do you think he would have stayed in the One Kingdom? Because he stayed up till now. He's what? He's, I mean, he's a father. He's, he's pretty old, and he stayed yeah. in this One Kingdom. I mean, like, I would have just manipulated them to let me be king, but not, like, killed them. Or queen, because I'm Well, a that's you, and you haven't grown up with this mon- <laughs> like this crazy <laughs> amount of power over every single... Because they get their graces at a very young age. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, sometimes even when they're, like, babies. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, before he even could say words, he could influence people to love him. That's crazy. I mean, that, that would not... 
I mean, I don't think someone who's raising that really could just be okay with mm-hmm. being a, a pampered prince. He's probably just bored, and so it came out in a mm-hmm. I can imagine way. Him, like, obviously, I mean, I doubt that uh, his boredom obviously takes him very disgusting like routes. He has yeah. an entire clinic yeah. of injured puppies and yes. with injured little children at- attendants that he just tortures. Like, it, I mean, it doesn't never really, I don't even think it says that word outright, but he's torturing yeah. the animals yeah. and your children. Yeah. And it does, I mean, and not just, we can't just go with torture. He sexually abuses the girl who visits Ashen. They talk about her walking funny and there being blood. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's leaving it to the imagination, but it's very clearly setting up the fact that he's not just a sadist, he's a pervert. I think they yeah. left it up to the reader to decide in a way. Yeah. It kind of letting it be, um, depending on what level you can deal with, whether or not, because a lot whether of, not you want a, lot to of student, a lot of kid, young adult readers might not pick up on that. I feel like it kind of leaves it up to, like, as adults, we would notice that right. more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh, that was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. his interest in bitter blue seems a little... That's creepy. Let's, okay, let's kind of, as well. Let's not, okay, I know that you can read into that and act like that's okay, but let's let's agree that that's still a little perverted. Can we agree on oh, that? Yeah. Well, it oh, seems yeah. like he was interested in her in a lot of ways, and it was just... You were just like, you weren't even sure. You're like, what does this even mean? Like, what are they talking about? Do I, does my brain really need to go that (laughs) direction? Exactly. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Yep. Right. Bitter Blue, though. What a sad. I know. But like, also strong character. She's strong. She's very, like, determined. And I mean, you think that, I mean, she's only, how old is she? 10? She's, or is she younger than that? She's probably she's around, right around like there. 10, 11, no more than 12. No more than 12. I thought of her as being about 10, but maybe yeah. I'm just, maybe I didn't pay close enough attention. But I mean, it may not have even listed it, but she, for someone of that age, she's very determined. She's very mature, which I guess she would have had to be. Because yeah. even before her father took an interest in her, she still grew up in this kingdom governed by a man-man. Which, yeah. with, with every, every one of the attendants, just... Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, she's been through a really traumatic experience with her and her mom being locked in that room, and he's constantly in there trying to persuade them to come out and talk it and kind of work That's them against That's really each sick, other. too. He doesn't use force. Like, he, he makes a point to wait until his power can... Like convince them, yes. Which that it, was at the same disturbing. time, it's not really convincing them. It's it's just forcing their mind, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like he's deluded himself into thinking that he can actually get people to really want what he's doing. Yeah. Well, it's almost like he doesn't know the difference between like them being persuaded by him and them actually wanting things. It's like he. It seems like his grace is so tied into. Like his entire being, I'm not sure if he could turn it off. Yeah. Like yeah. so, maybe maybe he can't control. I wonder. Maybe he doesn't know. I difference. kind of wondered if he knew that if he knows the difference. Kind of like what you said. I mean, I I feel like he does in a way because you can see that with his going to their door and mm-hmm. talking to them, and he obviously knows the power that he has. 
But I wondered if he kind of thinks that it's actually becomes what they want when he persuades them. You know, I wondered where Maybe that line is. Maybe he's gotten so good at deluding other people that he's deluded himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. like oh, yeah. That would if make I sense. can just use my words to convince them instead of, like, using my real power. Because you know that if he'd really, like, you know, powered up the, the grace, he probably just could have made them, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He just tries to, like, convince them and reason with them, and yeah. it doesn't work, thank God. I did wonder how far his grace extends, or if he's using all of the potential of it. I mean, he, even when with him just content to be in this one kingdom, it extends to all the other kingdoms. Everyone yeah. else thinks that he's this great, benevolent king who has, you know, these clinics, and he's, like, he's so, you know, philanthropic, and yeah. he has everyone convinced, even people who have never met him, have never t- spoken to him his grace extends from one person to the next he uses other people to expand his his own like control which is super crazy that was so weird how far out it extended well and you can have people and deep down they know what they're saying isn't true because when poe yeah. was re- when poe was listening to the thoughts of those of the, of the men in the inn, the men in the inn, but they, <laughs> he was like, they believe what they're saying, but they're lying. Yeah. Which was a crazy thing to wrap your mind around, but that you were so like, weird. what does this mean? This was before <laughs> we even knew what Lex Grace was. Yeah. Which is your first kind of sign where you start to wonder, like, what exactly can What's he happening? do? <laughs> like, obviously, he's very persuasive if they be- if they believe it themselves, even while they are lying. And they probably really never strange. even spoken to the king. They're believing in a yeah. lie that was spoken to them by someone else, by someone else, by someone else, by someone else, yeah. and this never-ending line. And you wonder maybe how long it takes for the, for the power to wear out. Yeah. Right, and so then they just came up with something so they could get money. Yeah. Well, it was weird to me that... Um, like, it lasted with Katza after she had left. So, like, there was a scene where where the wife gets shot down, mm-hmm. and then they escape narrowly because uh, Katza is so, like, drawn in by him. Mm-hmm. But th- it was so weird to me that afterwards she's just, like, still confused. Like, what happened? Like, she doesn't understand that. And Poe has to talk her through it. That which was is, so crazy. Which is kind of the only way to get through it because you, you talk about it, it also goes into how um, when Bitter Blue's you know telling her story it talks about how her mom when she was in the chambers with her mom they would have to talk to each other and yeah. get each other like back to a point where they like had they had clarity so the only way you can really break the the spell of it is to talk through it like in a logical manner like yeah. bit by bit and break down what is the truth yeah. Right. Which well, is that something was, that you can't really do in the middle of the action when someone's getting shot in front of you. That right. made his power kind of, like, more interesting that the antidote, sort of, for Lek was... Logic? Logic. Almost. Like, intelligent discussion and human mm-hmm. connection was what blocked it out more. That was really right. interesting. They needed each other, mm-hmm. which... It's funny because Katz is so anti-needing people, but then, like, you see, we end up with a villain where you have to have someone else help you through it. Yeah. That was really interesting. But at the same time, she can't put the trust in Poe that she promised. Yeah. Which I think is less of a failing of hers and more just the power of Lex Grace. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone, even people who were completely devoted to each other, whose Grace wasn't survival, yeah. which kind of... 
eliminates the ability to put complete trust on someone. And I think that any, I don't think anyone would have been able to resist it except for Poe yeah. or another yeah. mind reader, I guess. Yeah. Which I was surprised that Poe could resist it. Yeah. But I guess when you, I guess his whole like sensing thing mm-hmm. helped a lot because he was able to obviously probably just kind of push through all of the confusion more. Well, it was probably a lot more personal because he saw someone shooting his aunt. Yeah. Which may yeah. have made it a little easier to resist at first, at least until Lex thoughts turned to him. Mm-hmm. Because at first he wouldn't really be able to sense what's happening until Lex saw him. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, what, yeah. what probably helps is that one, it was his aunt, mm-hmm. and he's maybe probably prepared himself a little more. Um, He'd already so had he can put those um, those thoughts aside. Family biases up and be like, "No, you just shot my aunt. I know you're lying." <laughs> and then as soon yeah. as Lex <laughs> sees Poe, of course he'd be able to like get the gist of it immediately, right? Because as soon as he can hear Poe's thoughts about himself. He would know that this is not a nice guy. This yeah. is not okay. Yeah. This is bad. My suspicions of you were right. He would be seeing yeah. the thoughts rather than the words that are being heard. I yeah. can see how that would be a different thing. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, what does make Poe able to resist Lek when everybody else is unable to? It kind of poses the question, too, of what Lek does with mind readers. Yeah. yeah. What it, like, yeah. There, there's mind readers in every kingdom, it seems. Yeah. Hasn't he run into that before? Like, I just wonder. I, they probably didn't, you know, last very long through yeah. it. I, yeah. I imagine, because he has this, you know, this ring of graced people around him, but none of them is a mind reader. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of telling. He knows the danger of, of a mind reader. Um, Poe isn't the first one mm-hmm. that he's ever had issues with, obviously. So wasn't kind of the point of everything that he did to get um, Katza to join join his ring of like um I think a lot of things I think people. his motivation is kind of murky see we have his motivation for killing his wife is because I think she just defied him and she was trying to take yeah. her, her, her you know her daughter away and I feel like he his attention's mostly focused on bitter blue he just wants back what he feels is his he yeah. has very like he's very possessive. Yeah. And but then when he sees Katza, I think he immediately recognizes her potential. You know, her potential as yeah. And not just her potential, but Poe's threat. Yes. He's pursuing all of them. He wants Bitter Blue Black because back because she is his. He wants Katza because he wants her to become a part of his little yeah. you know b- bodyguard system. And she wants to he wants to kill Poe because. Poe can reveal the truth about him. Yeah. Right. Well, it's interesting, the string of, like, over and over again, we see the bond between people making it where they can see through him, which was really, like, him and his aunt, he sees that, that's my aunt, like, obviously, that kind of helps him push through the lies, and then with Bitter Blue, her and her mom, it, that seems to be, like, her mom can stand up to him when he's, like, comes for bitter blue. Mm-hmm. That's when she starts to see through it. And then at the end, of course, we see that as well. But So do you think that's why um, the book spends so much time, like, establishing their bond before they even get to this point, rather than jumping directly into the action? Yeah, definitely. Because it sets up... Um, well, and also it sets up how hard it is, even with that bond, for her to push through it. Like... Obviously, they're very close now, 
and still, like, she wants to listen to him over Poe. Okay. Which makes him seem more powerful. At least it did to me. But Do you want to talk about um, Katz's relationship with Bitter Blue now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems... At first, she's just, she's getting, she has, like, a mission. She's getting the princess from point A to point B in one piece. Yeah. But then after that, I feel like they definitely become closer. Yeah. Yeah. I think the relationship is adorable. It becomes, like... like a big sister. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Big that sister taking care of her little it. sister. Um, and also... I feel like Katza also, um, she's never really ha- gotten the chance to protect someone in that way like she's always been the fighter she's always been like you know the point like the center of of every mission and she's yeah she protects her teammates but they're also responsible for themselves this is the first instance we see that she's actually protecting someone putting her life on the line for someone who's completely weak and has is very helpless despite her you know determination and awesomeness well it's also crazy how quickly the shift went from uh, Poe and Katza, like them trying to protect each other, to both of them just focusing on Bitter Blue. They're like, this is now our, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna protect her. That's what matters. We are lesser. To me, that was like crazy that they were just so willing. I mean, it wasn't that close of a relation to him. I doubt he was that close to Bitter Blue. She, he probably had only met her on a, a, a few fu- in a few like family functions and royal meetings. Exactly, but they put everything into saving her honestly i think that was the first time poe met better blue because he introduced himself to her saying oh, yeah. hey You're right, i'm yeah. your cousin yeah <laughs> i was <laughs> your shocked. mom was my aunt <laughs> and the, the bond between her and bitter blue instantly like so quickly they mm-hmm. were just like like bitter blue listened to her right away so do you think that her her ability for survival extends beyond herself then? Like, she's not... Her grace isn't just surviving herself, like, but she's also able to protect people, which is really interesting with, like, mm-hmm. paired with the fact that she doesn't want kids, but she's so good at what <laughs> it takes is. to become a mother. Yeah, she I mean, is. she probably wouldn't be that patient when it comes to, you know, the ABCs, but she's going to make sure they, yeah. like, they lived until they're old enough yeah. to get out. I... F- I think when she's on her own, her grace is survivalist. But when she's with others, her grace is protector because she kind of turns into mama bear when... It's awesome, though. You don't expect when, it. It's you're great. right. You expect um, it to be this, like, gruff, like, she doesn't like kids. She never wants children. But then with Bitter Blue, they get so close, and she just, you know, puts it all out right. there. It's great. Um, I mean... Because she turns into a freaking seamstress for Bitter Blue, like, making her clothes and... And before this, and we know cats. I had never actually done needlework. <laughs> she had never fed a child. She had yeah. never put dinner on the table for anyone but people who could hunt if they chose to. Right. Like, this person relies on her completely for survival. Right. And she just um, jumps into it. The only person she, like, let lay down with her was Poe. For warmth, yeah. Um, yeah, so she does a complete one eighty, and and it's so awesome to see cats uh, branch out and and take care of Better Blue and and be that big sister and nurturing and almost almost kind of take over that motherly role. Yeah, well, and she starts to like mentor her as well, which that happens a little farther along, but. She's like, I'm not only going to take you away from here. I'm going to teach you how to take care of yourself, which I thought was awesome. Like, 
you need bitter blue needs to be strong and learn how to take care of herself. I really think that the willingness of Poe and Katza to immediately jump into those roles says a lot about their character. Like, at first, you're like, okay, I love these people, but then you just get to see how selfless they are. Because, yeah, I mean, they they kind of had, like, a familial and, like, royal responsibility, I guess, to, to help this girl, but I don't think that they necessarily had the... I don't know. I don't think they... They really had to go as far as they did, uh, but they did, and it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and one, can you imagine for Bitter Blue how important that would be later in her life when her dad is this crazy person who is, he just wants, who knows what she, he wants for her, but it's not good, obviously. And then her mom has been killed. She's an orphan now, and then these people are just helping her and take her under their wing. She finds somebody who's so selfless with her, and that's really sweet. I also think it helps that Better Blue is not a bratty princess. She isn't, but I think that also has to do with the fact that she's been through a lot of trauma. I imagine right. she might have been a bratty princess before. She or she, <laughs> she might have, but I think at this point she's like, I just need to survive. Maybe when yeah. we get through this, I can go back to fighting over my toys. Yeah. But, but I can only imagine if Bitter Blue had like complained of the cold and been a brat, and Katza had to take care of her. Um, what the, that, that is true. She that, made it very easy for Katza. Yeah. What yeah, that that's had, true. But what I mean, that have, what that would have been like. Those are the words yeah. I'm trying to say. I just would have ignored her, though. That's true. <laughs> like, well, she's, they been, were, she's gotten, like, Poe has helped her relieve her of her anger issues. I think she just would have ignored her and been really, like, brisk and, like, just completely, you know, forced her to, you know, do well, what and, she wanted her to do. And after they leave Poe, they instantly are in this really dire situation where they're just trying to survive. She probably didn't even have time to think about being, like, upset about the little things that were happening. You know, she's more like, I'm about to freeze to death. Like, I'm just trying to survive. And I think that was made it kind of took away the room for, like, the spoiled child syndrome. If we look at what it takes to get through Lex Grace, it takes logic. And if she's been using logic and, and bonds yeah. to, with her mother, then I, don't, I think that would kind of, that would mature someone. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm, she's having sure. to be very grown up about this. Yeah, it's like when um, Katza makes the first coat for her. She's like, it smells funny, but it's warm. Yeah, she still has like a little bit of a kid in her. Yeah. <laughs> you can see it. But at the same time, she's like, but I mean, this, this is cool. Whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to complain. Never mind. And Just then, ignore me. Um, but we can see like... Cats at hope she's not gonna act like a child because even with the how we see Katz's apprehension of like how she's gonna respond to the code because mm-hmm. like Katz like takes in a breath when she's like it smells funny but it's warm and then she just like breathes a sigh of relief she's like okay good she's not gonna be a brat like she's gonna so she doesn't she's care gonna, about what like, blue thinks like right. she doesn't just want to bring her body through Grella's pass alive she wants to you know. She wants to keep her soul alive. That's why she talks to her constantly. Right. She she tries to she does try to form a bond, and which is really interesting because I think with Bitter Blue is the first time that Katza has ever gone out of her way to form a relationship. I yeah. think it makes it easy mm-hmm. one that she's her protector, and two that she's a child. Yeah, and it's also the first time she's gone out of her way to form a relationship with a female. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Except for, like, Helda had to force herself upon Katza, exactly. really. Well, I kind of feel like 
in a way, Poe mentored her a little bit into becoming, like, showed her how to do human relationships, how to pursue people who, I mean, she was hurt as a child. She had to deal with this terrible father figure as well. But then with Bitter Blue, she kind of does the same thing that Poe does in a way, and she's like, come on, like, let me coax you into, like... I didn't even think about Cassa seeing herself in Bitter Blue. I didn't, I didn't think about those two father figures that they had. So they really have a lot in common. I mean, of course, the grace separates them, but I, I didn't even think about the fact that Cassa probably does see a lot of herself and a lot of her fears yeah. in Bitter Blue. Well, they've both been through so much, and they've both had probably so many doubts with those kind of, you know, the upbringing that they both had. So That's true. Well, and also, okay, so the fact that she left Poe behind. That said a lot. Especially, yeah. and I'm, it was so sad. I mean, she would not have done that for her own sake. No. That was crazy. No. When he, like, finally talked her into it in that last scene, and he was like, um, when he said, Your sadness is so dear to me, that was so just like, I lost it. I, I couldn't think all deal. Of us, I think all of us, like, shed a few. Even if even metaphorical, to, even if metaphorical <laughs> it was, tears, it was yeah. very sad. Very, even it was it was more it clung to your heart even more than when they you know got into the relationship heavy. Like it was that like the sadness made it like their love very apparent. Well, and um, he was just so gentle and sweet about it, and she obviously didn't want to leave, and it was so. Uh, it just, it got me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're amazing. Things. And the fact that she wanted to go hunting for him just so he would live for a while because he couldn't walk. And it's just, uh, yeah. That yeah. scene was terrible. That was so sad. And she kind of throws, I think that's like another reason that she kind of throws herself into survival with, with Bitter Blue and protecting yeah. Bitter Blue because she's trying to distract herself from missing Poe. <laughs> yeah. Missing Poe. Yeah. She's like, Okay, Poe's not here, but I have this other person, and she needs to survive. Yeah. Well, and we never, we always see her funnel her sadness into anger, and um, this and this is definitely more constructive. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that, and in that one, scene, even though she does do the same thing, in that one scene where they're parting, he's she's showing a lot of like sadness, and she can't handle it, and right. he's like, he lets her know that that's okay, and to me, that was just. So yeah. adorable. No. <laughs> because Randa always forced her to be very stoic. She kind of always had to be this, like, killer. But Poe allows her to be sensitive. He allows her to show emotion and teaches her that anger and, and callousness aren't, like... Always... Aren't always the most constructive and helpful. Sometimes there's other options. And definitely not the most satisfying. Yeah. I think Katz's sadness here tells us a lot about how she's grown... Mm-hmm. From this person who didn't think she could control herself at all, who thought yeah. personally that she was an animal, like yeah. To this now she knows herself a lot better, and she knows that she cares for Poe and relies on Poe more than yeah. she's ever relied on anyone else. Yeah. And then let's see. So we've talked about the whole mountain. Uh, well, we trip haven't really there. got into the Grella's past. That that was a crazy yeah topic. I mean, we she just plows through and you for a while you're thinking how on earth like how could this get any worse after they're like getting hypothermia and then it just well, oh. it was so sad when like 
And that one scene where Bitter Blue is just like, my co- my toes are so cold, and like they were she, she just was afraid her toes were gonna fall off when she wakes up, and her tears are freezing on her face. <laughs> that was so sad. Uh, it's like a very horrifying, oh you know, situation. I, I think. Uh, there's always those movies about you know people getting stuck in the mountains uh-huh. or like lost in a blizzard, and it just reminds you of that. And you're just like, oh, is this how can this end well? Like, how can yeah. this possibly end well? But you're still relying on Katza to use her her grace to get them through, and she does. Well, and you know that so Katza would have probably made it through so much easier on her own. Oh yeah, Katza oh, just would have ran like from point A to point yeah. B. She probably just would have glided. Like she yeah. she didn't would have. <laughs> It wouldn't have even been, like, a thing. Well, even when she was running, she had to worry about, am I moving too fast and putting too much wind on Bitter Blue so she's yeah. going to, like, freeze to death? Right. Uh. And at some point, she takes off her coat at the top of the pass. So right. she is not naked, but she has no protection from right. the elements. And she puts it over, and she just keeps going. And there's a point where she blacks out. Right. And she's, like, yeah. she... She only came to when her, but her feet kept going. It's always right. weird. She yeah. only really came to her senses when she realized that her, the horizon was below her. Yeah. And so it was. She made. She kind of blacked out and kept going, which right. is crazy. That was so crazy. Um, and she made Bitter Blue stay awake so she would stay alive. Mm-hmm. And then she like tucked her hands into her armpits and and had she kept their water in with Bitter Blue to keep it from freezing and. That she takes so, so many steps. Huh, that was a nightmare. Just watch, just reading that made me stressed. Like, yeah. Really did. I was just, uh, can we just get through this? Why do you have to be so detailed? Yeah. But then afterward, <laughs> it's still stressful because they got over the mountain, yes, but they still have to find a way to get Bitter Blue yeah. safe. And we haven't even, like, we've been all, all talking about, like, this journey, but there's still a sea voyage that they have to go on. Also, um, Captain Fawn. I believe was her name. Captain, she, yeah, the captain she of the ship they got. Awesome. I loved her. She just seemed really like I don't know, strong and like she was just ready to help them but also cared about her crew. It was really good. I think it kind of says a lot about yes, Linen may be, you know, conservative like the other kings, but I think it says a lot about how they view women because I don't I can't really see um, a captain of a ship from the Midlands or any of the other kingdoms. Being able have, to, and you can see Kat's a surprise. Yeah. It's a woman. She's like, "Where is your captain? Where is he? Where is he?" <laughs> and they're said. like, uh, "And she is kind of surprised when it's a girl." Yeah, but mm-hmm. this girl, I mean, she's the best captain. I would, I would want her as my captain. I mean, she can anticipate storms. It's a yeah. cool race. That was really cool. It still makes yeah. Kat's nervous though because she still. It freaks Katza out when someone else knows something that she does not. Yeah. So it's not really mind reading that she hates. It's that someone <laughs> knows more than her yeah. in a situation. And so she just can't, like, she, at first she doesn't trust Captain Vaughn because she, she can tell the future. Right. So Katza really just wants all control. Yeah, which is funny because we start, <laughs> when we start out, she has no control. She has none. Yeah. Well, and that's probably why she wants it. Craves it so much now. Yeah. She's like, I have control. Speaking of control, I think we need to skip to the end because I think that says a lot and kind of the finale is um, really gives the the bottom line when it comes to what agency she has. Because even when we get to um, Poe's castle. Okay. That scene when they, when she walks into Poe's castle 
and Leck is there, like I another surprise could not believe that. We like could, oh we're, my we're gosh, not looking for that. You could not anticipate it. Well, they just spent all this time going through this horrifying experience in the mountains, barely surviving. And they made this plan. They were like, okay, we're gonna go to Post Castle. We're gonna hunker down there for a while, and. We're going to do all How this How did he get there so quickly? Exactly. He, But him just being there, they open up the doors and they're expecting like Well, he didn't warmth. have to cross a mountain. He probably was on a road, yeah. on a horse. <laughs> he got to yeah. ride the whole way there, probably in a carriage. And he wasn't traveling with a child. Yeah. So. She wasn't having to, he wasn't having to go up and down a mountain. He didn't have to, you know, sneak onto a ship pretty much. He pretty much just told someone to bring him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrifying. And then his, her, his family is just there like, oh, yeah, this is our friend Lick. Like, we're all tight. And, like, now we've you come to join us, right? Like, it was crazy. At this point, you're like, this is the end. What is going to happen? Who, like, what? We don't know what is going on. After all this time. After everything. You're like, it was just it's so really heartbreaking. It was for nothing. She went through Grella's Pass for nothing. Yes. And you were like, what is going to happen? How does she get through this? And what gets her through it is her trust. I'm not, not, not only even her trust, it's her love for Poe. Yeah. Her, her like, protective instinct with him a little bit and her bond with him. That was so... I, was, I didn't because think she was going to be survival. able to... That was not her grace taking control. Yeah. That was her love for Poe. That was so great. At the same time, it's scary because at first, like, you don't know what's going on, and suddenly he starts talking about, like, the nature of, of Poe's grace out loud to his family, and you can even see it kind of shakes his mom out of the stupor. She's like, wait, what? Yeah, she starts to question a little bit, like, Because she's the only one we... that knows besides his grandfather about Poe's yeah. grace. Yeah. And it's really interesting that even she tries to stop him as much as she can, mm-hmm. but it's Katza seeing Ashen react Remembering, oh, there's something about Poe's grace that cannot be said that just sparks this, like, surge of protectiveness, and she just kills him, like, yeah. through the mouth with a dagger. Oh, Katza! Can we all love the irony of that? That she <laughs> spears him through the mouth. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, Katza! Like, that's how, what he's used to manipulate everyone, and then it's like... Well, they all, like, go after her at first because they don't know what's happened, and they think that she's just killed this beloved friend of theirs. And then they start going through it, and they're like, wait a second. He said that this, like, this was his castle. And then the queen was like, and he said something about the maids that was disgusting. Well, even after, um, even after she stabs him, doesn't she start, like, crying because she feels Well, even that she doesn't understand him? what's happened. Like, she, she doesn't almost, it comes, it's a mind... Her, her arm has a mind of its own, and she's confused about why exactly she did it. Yeah. And she still doesn't really know that she's killed a bad person. Like, she doesn't really think that he's a bad person at this time. She just yeah. thinks that she killed the person who's going to expose Poe, which, yeah. man, I mean, that's how far yeah. you're willing to go. You murder what you think is an innocent person <laughs> yeah. to protect your lover. Was, you're like, that's some that commitment. Was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and for a minute there, I was like, okay, Poe is the dead weight here because when he got hurt and they were like, she was kind of trying to drag him on, it was interesting how, like, he was the strong one, then he was the weak one, and then there he saves her, kind of, by just their bond, Mm -hmm. and then at the end, when she goes back to him, 
to find him again, he's like weak again. Well, he's almost given up at the end, which that I think was is so sad. I think it was interesting because all throughout Poe has been encouraging Casa, like let's go on, you know, growing as a person. And you kind of it's, it's it's a little sad, and you can see how hard this has hit him by him giving up because Poe does not really strike you as someone who gives up, and yeah. he's always been a super enthusiastic, super. I mean, just. Very well, emotive person, and he's now just so down. I wondered if that was part of the reason she got so upset when she realized that the ring meant so much and was basically him giving away his birthright, essentially. Well, it just means that he gave like he gave up. He, Everything. It's Everything. kind of symbolic of him almost killing himself. Exactly. He killed his identity, pretty much. He, he gave away his identity to Katza to benefit her. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and I wonder if that's maybe one reason she was so upset because now, like, she might have realized he's kind of given up, yeah. seeing that oh, he gave me his, everything, his identity, like basically. And she finds out on the ship on the way to Poe's castle, castle, and I think that she it definitely kind of gives her a, a bigger sense of urgency, like she wants to get there and go back immediately. Yeah. To Poe. Yeah. And when they finally do go back, she finds him alive but defeated. Yeah still well and what about okay this ending where she he's like basically re- tells her she can go if she wants to because now he's kind of disabled and she's like oh yeah i'm gonna stay here like as long as i need to mm-hmm. i was just like okay she i know she's anti-marriage but mm-hmm. she she's doing this whole commitment thing hardcore I, right I'm here not sure, yeah i'm not sure it's the commitment itself that prevents her from getting married i think it's almost her grace because, I mean, marriage really is tying your, like, in, especially in this conservative kind of kingdom, it's you tying yourself down for good to someone. And I think it's almost her grace and the, what her pers- like, what her grace grants to her personality yeah. that prevents her from tying herself down that way. But she can still make the choice to be committed for a certain period of time. Yeah. If that well, makes and sense. I also liked that the last act of violence that uh, Katza does, or that we see her doing here, is like, before it's always been because of someone else. Mm -hmm. Because she was forced to. And now it's she's doing it for him, even though she's kind of, she's kind of pushed away from that part of herself. Yeah. Now she's willing for Poe to be violent one last time, and she has a solid reasoning for it this time. You know, like, she knows that this is the right moment for that, and she has to do that. And that was really... It's the first time that she's killed someone and it been her choice. Yes. Entirely. Yes. And it wasn't out of anger, specifically. It was out of this need to save people. That was really cool. Um, but I think that may be all the, you know, all the time we have uh, today, guys. We will discuss the end in more detail in our short conclusion, which will come to you next. Um, But until then, this is Jen YA, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye.